Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Hi y'all. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Before it started, we were like, we don't have to say hi, it's in the intro, but we can't help it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11. This is so fun. So today, we it was on our hearts to talk about being a friend of God, and that subject gets me so excited because there's no better friend that we can have and that we can uh, really put on our minds and remember every day that yes, He is our Father, yes, He is our Lord, yes, He's our Savior, but the fact that He wants to be our friend is just overwhelming, and um, we really wanted to just talk about just what it's been like for us to meditate on that truth, and hopefully many of you have already been meditating on that, and if not, this can be an encouragement too, and so without further ado, let's get started. Let's do it. Yeah, you can start. Okay. Well... Jesus is a good starting point and a good ending point. Yes. He is not a he means... He is the beginning and the end. That's right. <laughs> he's God. He, yeah, he's not a means to an end. He is the end. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like, I mean, one of my favorite verses is Genesis 15, 1, when God tells Abram, he says, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not a means to an end. He is the end. He is our exceedingly great word. He is better than anything he could ever even bless us with. Yeah. And so we have to remind ourselves that, um, that's so easy to get caught up. If we're not reminding ourselves that we're not meditating on his goodness and his love and experiencing him on a daily basis, then it's so easy to, forget that he is better than anything in this world he is not just better he eclipses everything it's just not even a comparison and knowing him is better right he is our portion and our prize and we are his he is our inheritance and we are his inheritance and this is eternal life that we may know god and jesus christ whom he has sent and um you know that's what jesus said in John 17, 3. Yeah. And so in John 15, just, I mean, it's the same same message, but uh, just two chapters before, uh, or I mean, it's the same period of time. And um, John 15, 9, it says, as the, Jesus is speaking shortly before his crucifixion, um, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Like that is, a, we just need to think about that for a second. That is so amazing. As the, How much does the Father love Jesus? You know, it's like there's no comparison. And with that love that the Father loves Jesus, Jesus is saying, with that same love, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Like, wow. Thank you, Jesus, that <laughs> you love us with the same love the Father loves you. Yeah. Thank you, Father. And then in John 17, it it says the same thing about um, 
Um, it says in John 17, 23, uh, that the Father has loved us as he has loved Jesus. So it's, it's both, and obviously they're one. So it's, <laughs> but it's just so amazing. And um, we can just rest. We can rest in his love. We can rest in his goodness because everything that we can only love because he first loved us. And so this is really foundational to friendship with God. Mm -hmm. And so is righteousness, knowing that we're right with God. And uh, through the blood of Jesus as believers. And so, so in verse 10, it says, If you keep my commandments, I, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. And so it's, it's faith with works. And these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. Wow. I mean, we're kind of <laughs> trying to get somewhere, so I'm skimming a little bit, but I have to stop at verse 12 as well, because the same way he loves us, like the more we receive his love for us, the more we love him back. But then he says, okay, well, the same way, I have loved you. That's how we're to love one another. Uh, that's how we're to love every person because that's how he loves every person. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it's the more we realize his love for us, the more we grow in love with him and the more we love others. Yeah. It's so powerful. And so um, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friend. You are my friend's. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I've made known to you. There's so much in this. And so now he has called us friends, but notice that like, it's not, it's not like, Hey, we're just, it's not like, we're just buddies. Like Jesus is just our buddy. Like, no, he's so much more than a, just a buddy because yeah. Our friendship is uh, dependent on, like, his love for us is always the same. But he said, we're his friends if we do whatever I command you. So what is that? That's talking about faithfulness. That's talking about stewardship. Like, if a friend doesn't, you know, if someone doesn't, like, listen to you and respond and they're not faithful then they're not a very good friend well it's the same with us and so like stewardship of his voice of like hearing and obeying is so so amazing so important um it's not from a place of like we're a slave like no we're we're his friends because yeah. he tells us things as his friends as his trust as friends right so and that's what you said like trust as friends like that's like the key is is like he's the best friend we could ever ask for and now it's like our turn as well like as we meditate on that that should that should um really have an effect on us that looks like something in our lives in which like we are also showing that friendship back to him but he's not expecting us to have a faithful friendship towards him without us receiving his faithful friendship yeah. towards us and i kind of want to go back to even abraham where when he was abram now i'm having trouble remembering which part but you said abram so i'm going to go with abram <laughs> but when 
God talks to him about being his exceedingly great reward is like, you know, this is a man that God promised so much. And I feel like personally, without even going, like looking at it, just remembering the parts of Abraham's life is that I feel that God was able to trust him as a friend because he had seen and trust him with that inheritance because of Abraham's faith in God and because of the way that he was willing to give up everything. And he was able to give up his only son. He was able he was able to do that. And so I feel like that is where God could trust him with that kind of friendship and with that kind of inheritance. And um, and even too, going on to what you were saying just about um, just a, about us laying down our lives for him in that friendship and how we're not servants. Like even in that passage, Jesus even says that our joy may be full. He's not looking for us to have this joyless, like I am selfless. I have nothing to give the world. I am just here, take me. Like it's a joyful sacrifice and it's a joyful surrender to to lay our lives down and to be his friend. Like there's nothing more fulfilling in, in the world than to give up all this worldly, like worldly things that we weren't even made for. Like we are gonna, like once you find the face of Jesus and the friendship of Jesus, nothing else will satisfy. It will ruin you in the good way for anything in this world because you'll realize that nothing really compares. I mean, not just really, nothing compares to his love. Yeah, it's so good. And, uh, you know, James touch, uh, touches on this as well, speaking of Abraham. And um, um, I mean, he's talking about like, okay, Jesus said, if you do whatever I command you, you are my friends. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, I'll share things with you. And, and so and James kind of picks up on that uh, as well, because he says in James 2, um, verse 19 he says you believe that there's one god and you do well even the demons believe and tremble Mm -hmm. so he's like okay believing in god that doesn't mean anything in the sense of believing that he exists Uh, verse 20 says but you but do you want to know O foolish man that faith without works is dead was not abraham our father justified by works when he offered isaac his son on the altar so he held nothing back from God, like, and this is after, um, you know, this is after uh, Genesis fifteen when God said, "I'm your shield and your exceedingly great reward." Um, but even then, he believed God and it was accounted to unto him as righteousness. But then he walked out that righteousness. He walked out that friendship with God. And so, do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, he held nothing back. Like, what in his love for us, he didn't hold anything back. What more could he have given than his very life, and not just in a painless death, but the most horrific death that we could imagine? Mm-hmm. And so he held nothing back. He's not asking anything from us that he didn't first give for us yeah. and that and so <laughs> and in fact his love is what empowers us to walk it out yeah 
I just, as you said, that thought about how, like, for him to give up his life, we were the joy set before him. And then this feels like just now where I realize it's the same thing for us. Like, when we give up our lives, he's the joy set before us. And so it's worthy of laying down our lives because we receive him and we receive his life and his spirit. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. And, um, I think we won't go there for the sake of time, but in Numbers 12 talks about Moses, God mm. saying, he, he is my friend. <laughs> yeah. know, I speak to him face to face. And it talks about him being a faithful, Moses being faithful in all his house, in all the house of God. Yeah. So again, it's connecting faithfulness with friendship, yeah. which is, I mean, that's true in, in human friendships as well. Right. Like a good friend is going to be faithful. A friend loves at all times. Right. And so it's the same with us and the Lord. And I've, I know we've experienced that as we've been faithful to, to hear and obey, to spend time with Him, even, even when it's hard. Sometimes right. it's still just yesterday. It was, I was just feeling really tired and it was really hard to, to spend time with Him in the secret place when I was feeling all these temptations to do something easier, <laughs> you know, that seems easier. And yet when I pressed through, like, I broke through and and I could just, ex- I experienced his pleasure and his love, which was always there. But sometimes our souls are disconnected from his love and his pleasure. We're not aware of it. But when we are faithful and we know and believe, <laughs> um, you know, our experience will always end up lining with, uh, lining up with the truth. Yeah. And we continue to imitate those who faith and patience inherit the promises. Yeah. Yeah. And don't mishear us on just like this, how the way we're focusing on faithfulness. I think it's really important because I I do know that, like as we're talking, I was thinking about some people that be like, well, shouldn't we be focusing more on God's faithfulness and Him and why are we putting it all on us? And I feel like there's not, there is, I'm sure there are messages on that, but I just feel it's important for us to realize there is still um, a responsibility on our part to reveal our love for him as well. Like for, I know for a long time I focused a lot on that and forgot to focus on his love for me. But I do feel that there's, should be a balance of us realizing like, you know, like at the end of our lives, when we see Jesus, like when we are in heaven, what we all hope to hear is well done, my good and faithful servant. And so faithfulness is important. And I mean, even in, like Thomas was saying, like even in worldly relationships, we understand that like if if um, somebody was talking about a marriage and thought it was not necessary to talk about faithfulness, like we would all realize that was silly. So why can't we talk about our faithfulness to God, you know? And so I just felt that um, I should mention that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, again, it is good to focus on, meditate on his love and his right. goodness and his faithfulness because that's what empowers us by his grace to walk this out. Right. But we're we're just reminding ourselves that there is a response. Right. And it's it was <laughs> Jesus is the faithful one. He he is the faithful one. There is no faithfulness in us without Jesus and that's why a lot of marriages that don't work is because you're because of not relying on Jesus and his faithfulness in yeah. us. And so it, it's, again, we're not saying to be faithful out of our own 
like muster up faithfulness. Like, no, it's, it's in the person of Jesus that we, and in us spending time with him and, and meditating on his faithfulness that the fruit of faithfulness is even seen in our lives. Yeah. Cause it's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just talked about it yesterday with kindergartners and now I'm uh, having a moment. It's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, faithfulness. Yeah. Self-control. <laughs> you skipped a couple, but who says they need to be in order? Anyway, so... They're there. They're there. Um, yeah, so we're, we're running towards the end of our time. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, God is so amazing. Patience, Jesus is so goodness. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. Okay, okay. So... Uh, Jesus is amazing. Did you want to share some of your own experience in growing in... All right, Friendship since I God. just brought up a kindergartner and I'm kind of acting like one, I'll talk about that. So when I was young, I um, there were some times where I like wanted someone to play with, I think is how this conversation came up with my mom. And she just reminded me how Jesus was always with me and how he was like the best friend I could ever have. I don't remember all the words, but I know it led to me when I was by myself, I remember I would put out my hand and just like realize that he was right there. So I just like took it another level. I was like, okay, well, if he's right there, he can hold my hand. <laughs> and so I know that there are times where I just like would have my hand out and just imagine holding his hand. And then there was another time where um, one of us, like a guest speaker to Sunday school came and they had us get in our own place of the room and close our eyes and imagine if we could have our favorite place to spend time with uh, Jesus, where would we go? And I remember I closed my eyes and pictured this like beautiful garden and this like white um, wooden swing. And I just sat on that swing with Jesus and it was incredible. It was the first time I had, from, from what I remember being so overcome by his presence that I could barely stand um, I don't think I actually did stand. I think they had to catch me as a little, as a child that was just in enjoying a picture of encountering Jesus and just sitting and enjoying him. And, um, and so the simplicity, I really believe that there's, there's something in that, uh, for all of us to take away, like, what the world might tell us of us not being able to encounter Jesus, like to just go back to being like a child and we're like, imagine our imagination, our imagination is a gift from God and we can use it in a good way in which like, I believe I really encountered him that day. I don't believe it was only in my imagination. Yeah. Um, it might've started as my imagination, but then my, I feel like God saw my heart and then met me there. Yeah. And so I believe that's still possible for all of us today. Yeah, so good. Jesus is amazing. Yeah. And so our encouragement to you is receive his love and his goodness and his mercy and his grace. Even when we are not, you know, even when, when we have instances where we weren't faithful, he is still faithful. Yeah. And so we, it's, again, it's not by our own works, our own strength, but it's a matter of receiving his love and his goodness and his grace and by his grace, which is a free gift, we can't earn it. Yeah. <laughs> and by that grace, knowing that we're right with God, there's nothing separating us as believers. Uh, we can come boldly before the throne of grace to yeah. obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And 
as we draw near to God, he draw near, draws near to us. Yeah. Like he's inside of us, but there's a matter of experiencing him and knowing him in a real tangible way yeah. on a daily basis that we grow in as we, uh, as we keep our eyes on him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Do you want to close in prayer or do you have anything else to add? I thought of giving everyone a little homework. <laughs> I right. keep there's uh, candlesticks over there that keep catching my eye, and just on this subject of being a friend of God, but also this aspect of faithfulness. I thought of something neat. Not that we're gonna read it because I think we're running out of time, uh, but just to encourage you all, it's a parable that has encouraged both Thomas and I uh, about the ten virgins. Mm, yeah. Where is it? Do you remember? Um, we could just do a link, but do a link or homework. It. Y'all should read that, meditate on it, ask God about it, and have a great week. Yeah, <laughs> we should pray. You can pray. Okay, so Father, thank you for your amazing goodness and your love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing sacrifice that you held nothing back, that you gave it all for us, that we were that you endured the cross for the joy that was set before you. Thank you. We are that joy, and you are our joy. <laughs> Thank you for your grace for us, for the secret place, for every, for your body, for everyone watching or listening. Yeah. Thank you for grace and for your mercy. Thank you for forgiveness for where we've fallen short, and your mercy, and to know that we can just uh, dust ourselves off and keep walking. That you've created us to be in communion and fellowship and friendship with you, Jesus. Yeah as our Lord and Savior. So we thank you for that grace. Thank you for that mercy. And we bless everyone uh, that's watching and listening. Be blessed, be healed, be whole, be free. Mercy and grace, life and peace. Holy Spirit, flood them right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you that you're not bound by time or by distance. We thank you for your abundant grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you all. Be blessed and we will... Talk to you or see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.